It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. G-Day is in the books, and what a Saturday in Athens it was, Clint. Um, uh, Fantastic showing by our dogs, and uh, a lot of fun seemed to be had by everyone in attendance. Absolutely gorgeous day. Uh, Absolutely high-level football being played, and we're going to talk about uh, all of it today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Also, thanks to FanDuel for sponsoring the show. More FanDuel. on them. Love on you. Now. you. I'm about Love to. You. I'm about to make a lots of money on Go, FanDuel it's almost this football year. season. <laughs> and so last year, that's, we, we call that we call that the gains season. That's when we make gains in the sports book. That's exactly account. right. Uh, Dan's going to go have to click this thing off because my mouse has ceased working. It has just... <laughs> I mean, we like FanDuel. They can hang around, but we'll get back to them in a little bit. It's fine. We'll get back to Let's you. Let's um, talk about G-Day. Shall we? Let's talk about G-Day. It that. was quite a thing. Here's what G-Day... Let me, let me summarize what we learned. Okay. Okay. okay First of all, do. we learned a lot. And if you don't think we learned a lot, that's a great summary. We learned a lot. Summarize what we learned. Well, I think I could summarize in one word a lot. A lot. lot. Secondly, we found out about a few dudes we had question marks on or possibly vague unknowns. We found out curiosities, let's call them. We had curiosities, and some of them them have been explored to. uh, we'll just see satisfactory places. FanDuel is back. No, I'm, they're out. No, I, the, the mouse. The mouse has decided to catch back up. All right. Um, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what um, what an executive producer would do for this podcast. And if you're listening on audio, thank you so much for doing that for subscribing on whatever audio platform is your uh, yours of choice. All right. I think the best way to do this, Clint. There's so much we have to say about g-day this is going to cover it's going to need to cover multiple episodes okay so we're going to need to we're going to need to do this because we want to give this conversation uh, as much it time to due. breathe as it as it as it can so as much space to breathe i should say and so let's start at the top though clint because one of the biggest things that we hoped to see this g-day was in fact yep. the three-headed monster that was the Georgia quarterback situation, and well, well what happened, Daniel? What had happened? What was, had happened is one of those heads came roaring, ate the other two, and they said, "You're done. They're dead That's and gone." Cute, but I'm here. And Carson Beck put <clears throat> his foot down. First of all, shame on us. Shame on you. Shame on me. That's you know what, Carson. Tapping my chest, that one's on me. It's on me. Zero interceptions for Carson Beck. Uh, one apiece for Brock Vandergriff and Gunnar Stockton. So oh, no. no. Um, let me. Can I just say, Please. Clint Carson Beck 
throws one of the more beautiful footballs I have seen in a long okay. time. And I'm giddy about it. I am downright beside myself giddy. You and I last year when he came in and on the run to the right side, back corner end zone, mm. roped, lasered a ball in. We thought that's incredible. And then he came out and he, with poise mm. and patience, saw the beautiful man Brock Bowers just on time on target with air underneath he dropped that ball place. in and i just yelped i like squealed i squealed like a the com- first drive the comeback route to marcus oh rosemey marcus we're not talking about receivers yet i'm sorry no, I'm not, I'm don't get there, we're just talking about the man okay. carson beck carson beck established dominance in the game on Saturday. There is no quarterback competition. In a, we no, said on this podcast, over. people are going to come out, they're going to overreact to what happened at G-Day. And guess what? They did. We're people. I, and that's, we're, by they, <laughs> I mean we. There is no quarterback competition. There is no controversy at quarterback. It wasn't the arm strength. You know that the arm strength is there. Okay? And he can throw a deep ball. And he can throw a deep ball with ease yes, and sir. with accuracy. It was the finesse. It was the touch. As you said, it was the timing. My it was the poise in the pocket. It was the it was the progression of reads getting down to the check down, hitting cash in the out in the flat oh, a couple my. times. It was everything go, go, that go you go back could to want. the read progression because if you look mm-hmm. at what Carson Beck did. I mean, second half, we're going to talk about later. The defense, can, Kirby was pissed at halftime. Like, legitimate. I'm not, I'm not, he was pissed at halftime. Well, the defense wasn't showing His out. defense was absolutely getting worked. And and he went and yelled, and he they did. came out. And they came they out and did, out. Did, did a thing. But it's also because Carson Beck was playing the majority of the snaps, in which he was not just going one, two, sure, let's tuck and run or let's huck it up. He's going one, two, three, Oh, they're all not there. Let's go back to two and Uh let me nail two on a continuation route. It was incredible. His actual grasp of this offense. And we said it before. We're going to get to Bobo. We said Bobo was key on this because consistency is the key. Terminology is key. You're seeing it in Carson Beck because now he is 10 times ahead of not in a new system, not in a, not in a first year offensive coordinator type situation. Um, He knows he knows this offense. He's ready. It, yes, he's mentally prepared. It's his time, and he knows it. It it was and brought we, up again on Saturday, but Georgia fans already know this. Carson Beck was the second-string quarterback in 2021. Sure. He was the definitive backup to JT Daniels. And then JT Daniels went down, and the coaching staff said, not so fast, Carson Beck. We are going to bypass you on the depth chart. Even though you've been getting all the second team reps, we're going to bypass you and put in a sure thing, a known commodity in Stetson Bennett. And Stetson Bennett never looked back, and Carson Beck never got an opportunity. The fact that this kid did not leave the program after that, no one would have faulted him for leaving the program after that. It was borderline disrespectful 
what happened to him? It certainly, as an athlete, would have been infuriating. Oh, could you what imagine? happened? Oh my, to him. No. But the kid showed nothing but class, and he stuck it out and waited for this moment. And it is Carson Beck time in Athens. And I'm I'm here to tell you, Clint, I am one hundred percent here for it. Raise, raise a hands. Oh, that's everybody in the room. Hands Great. going up all over the room. I see that hand. I hey, we're going to come back after this. Uh, but first, one want to talk about FanDuel. FanDuel, exciting stuff happening on FanDuel, Daniel, because NBA season is officially over the playoffs. It's season playoffs time now. Playoff. So we, we're talking about playoffs. We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs. Hey, how, about, how about a little – what about baseball? What about – what about, about major your, league action? Your NL best Braves. What, what is happening that? to the Atlanta Braves? They're either the best team in baseball or the worst team in baseball, and I can't figure out which one it I don't is, know, depending on you, what day of the week it is. But if I go over on FanDuel and I say, "Hey, will Ronald Acuna steal a base today?" Answer is yes, and I make money over on FanDuel. Ronald Acuna is very good at baseball, and well, FanDuel's Olsen, very good at betting. Matt Olson hit a home run. The answer is yes. Will. They will take that bet. Mm-hmm. FanDuel is the place to go right now. They have the official Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On podcast uh, bookkeeper as well. FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now. If you get your first bet and it does not cash, you get $1,000 in bonus bets back to you for first-time customers. So don't miss a chance to get on, on the no-sweat first bet. $1,000 when you sign up at FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to sign up. Official partner of Major League Baseball. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right, Clint, um, uh, boy, Carson Beck, what an no. what an I'm still not over outing. this because I'm because not, again I'm if you don't it. you remember there was this play action that he did and it, okay. it was reminiscent of every playoff run that we've had at some point in the game in some mm. point in all the games there is this stretch right mm-hmm. stretch come playoff play action boot a little bit back buy some time in the pocket scan the field and hit Lad McConkey streaking open over the middle. <sighs> Now, I know Lad did work, and I know that play setup did work, but again, to understand Carson Beck hitting guys in running in position. Rhythm, in stride. Do you all it, know what this means for an offense? Because now it's not just possession. Now it's not dink and duck. Now it's not just get five, six yards and keep going. It's not get to the sticks. It's, oh, no, there might be a home run on literally any given play. Yeah, and we're going to get to wide receivers. There's a lot of weapons in this Ooh. offense, but it all cooks – with Carson Beck. Um, Let's talk about the other two guys though, Clint, because two other guys in this conversation. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick it over to you for this. And I will just ask the most general question I can think of and see and, and give the people your thoughts, your thoughts on the Brock Vandegrift Gunner Stockton, what I will call battle to be the backup quarterback at Georgia and uh, battle to be the guy that doesn't transfer, maybe? I don't know. I I mean, a lot was made. I'm going to try to uh, speak more words than what my brain 
and my eyeballs are telling me to make content for the podcast. It's good. Listen, it's we got we're at the eleven minute mark. We'd like this segment not to end right here. Okay, so, so let me. So the quarterback room says they're very strong. <laughs> Matt Luke over there, just, um, quarterback room says they're very tight. They're very strong. Best community they've seen in a long time. They're not. They're congratulating each other, and I believe all of that. I'm not. I don't think that's a lie because again, Carson Beck should have transferred last year he did not i think Car- i mean Car- carson beck's leading that charge i think he's leading by example in the yes. way that he handled himself last year on the same incredible yeah so you can say all that you want but okay. brock vandegrift is not going to start a single game in a uga uniform it's gunner stockton after carson beck and it was very evident if you just look at the mechanics if you just look at the the receivers where the ball was placed. I know that Vandegrift had completions, but they were not anywhere near accurate. They were not in rhythm. They were not when he was supposed to throw outside to not lay out his receiver. He was throwing inside and they were getting laid out all mm. over the place. He wasn't reading. He wasn't picking it up. He would tuck it and run. He would vomit when there he got bailed out on a PI call. Uh, Brock Vandegrift is, is looking bad. He is looking lost. Gunnar Stockton, on the other hand, does not look lost. He is. He's less experienced. That He's is, got one spring under his belt. Like, it's not very, very green. But Gunner is the dude. He he accentuated well above what Vandegrift did. And again, if you don't like hearing that, just go look at the tape. We're not cheering for any one particular person. We're looking for the best quarterback. Don't care. And it was evident Gunner was better than Brock. It was. Gunner got off to a slow, bit of a slow start. I thought the lights were a little bright for him, you know, like you know, notably so in his first. Um, yeah. And 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 Brock did make a couple plays. He did have, he did show a little bit. I will say this, and you know, Lord forbid, we're already talking about things like this. But if Georgia needs a backup quarterback early in the year, it will one hundred percent. Be Brock Vandegrift. It will one hundred percent. I would say any time in the first half of the season, they will turn to Brock Vandegrift, and possibly for the entire season if they need a starter. Correct this year, but long term, I I think I agree with you. I think this is going to be a Carson Beck. To Gunnar Stockton, quarterback yeah. transition at the University of Georgia. Now, anything can happen, and sure. Lord knows we've been wrong before on no. who the quarterback no. will be. Fail as old as time. Yo. Should be. But um, I thought in his first action, Gunnar Stockton played decently well. I thought Brock Vandergriff played fine. It was really unfortunate that either of them would be compared to Carson Beck, who literally was just out there bawling. Absolutely, nearly playing flawlessly. I don't, I don't intend this to be hyperbolic. And I, again, I know it's spring, but this is based on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Not us. Not us. I took, I just took a quick glance at other universities' spring games. You didn't. How'd they do? How'd that go for them? Telling you right now, we are miles ahead, and Carson Beck, miles ahead of any other quarterback I saw. It experience goes a long way. 
Clint. Just to just keep that in mind. A veteran presence. Oh, that's weird. Goes a long way. That's weird. It turns out. Uh, we're going to come back and have, we're going to be talking about this G day. Cause there's so much to talk about loyal third segment. Listeners come back for the one ninety nine right after this. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Daniel, mm. we got the 199 with us. Hey, 199. How we doing? Um, let's talk. Wh- who do you want to talk about? What position group do you want to go to? Bonfire.com slash store slash the 199. Um, uh, boy, you see executive producer intern Michael's little brother out there I, look, rocking the hoodie look he's doing more for the po- podcast than intern executive i'm telling you uh, has ever done than he's ever done gurf some get this man get this man a, a nickname um who what position group you want to talk about a dealer's choice clint i'll let you go anywhere you want on the on, on the depth chart what position group are we talking about here for the 199 Look, I know quarterback is the most exciting position now that Carson Beck has established himself mm-hmm. as somebody that is competent. I don't, again, who knows how he's going to perform in actual games? I get oh, that. Yeah, I understand. Heck of a lot more than competent. I, this man, this man, this got man, it. I'm, I, I believe I'm that. in. I'm in. You understand? And I, I know there were standouts and I know there was exciting news. Like, like truly, Muse, like, like we're going to talk about him when we get to oh. wide receivers because it was, it was thrilling. When we get to wide receivers, you better believe we're going to be talking about him. Yeah. Our tight ends. Okay, here we go. Are better yep. than anyone else yep. on your team yep. in any other college football program. Yep. Because Oscar Delp and Brock Bowers. Dude. I don't know how we're doing this. I, I honestly could Couldn't. not give you a scientific reason that this is happening to us. I'll give you a scientific reason. It's Todd Hartley's mustache. That's oh. the scientific reason. It just whoop. <laughs> this this is insane. Brock yeah, Bowers okay. is the dude. He's Mackey Award winner. He's the best tight end. He should be top ten, top fifteen. He's the best pass I'm, catcher in college. Football. I'm not exaggerating with that. Next year's draft, he ought to be top fifteen. Come at me. He will he will change the entirety of your offense. He is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, better than Travis was coming out of college. So uh-huh. okay, but then also Oscar Delp said. Hey y'all. Hey everybody. How's it going? How are we I all just, doing? I'm over here. And there's gonna be a lot of two tight end sets. Well, this we year, we are firmly entrenched in we two tight We like sets. the twelve and um Oscar Delp, he can throw it he can throw his body around. He can he can block. He can get in there and mix it up. But you're talking about two elite pass catchers. Yes, sir. And you're going to have them on the field together at all times, Clint. And then this kid, Lucky Lawson, comes in over here off the top rope and says, Hello, how's it? How's everybody doing? I wasn't even the best tight end in my class, recruited and signed by Georgia. Oh. And, but I'm over here and I'm pretty dang good as well this is it's absolutely 
ridiculous. And if you don't understand the changing landscape of college football and you don't understand what George is doing on the pass catching side of the ball, they are diversifying wide receivers. They are diversifying tight ends. They are they are redefining the position. They are going and hand selecting a very, very unique skill set at tight end because it is not just an H back. It's not just tight end. It's not just on the line. It's not just coming off the line. It's not flexed out. It's all of it put together. It's Literally. like what it's like what happened in the NBA when the NBA realized that like, hey, what if you had a guy who was seven feet tall, but also he could handle the ball and step outside and shoot from distance and I don't know play the point like Jokic can or uh, be the focal point of the top of the key like Joel Embiid can or. Drive the ball to the hoop like a guard, like Giannis can. It's what we call a mismatch in personnel because there's no person that can guard them. Because anyone who's big enough to guard them is not quick enough to guard them. And anyone who's quick enough to guard them is not big enough to guard I'm gonna, them. I'm going to stop you right there. His name's CJ Allen, and, and I'm going to get to him later on in the week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is we have all those dudes. <laughs> So I was going to correct you. There is somebody. It just happens that he we we have them. So, but Ohio this State, is what please the tight tell end, me how your middle linebacker is going to run down the field. Please. This is what the tight end position of Georgia is doing to defenses. It's not about pass catchers are not they. You know there are still the big time wide receivers and the you know listen the NFL and college is a passing league and so pass catchers are always going to be at a premium. And there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat when it comes to throwing the ball. But the way that Georgia has figured out is we will spread you out and we will isolate you. And then we will find the guy that doesn't belong on the field. And most of the time, he will be a Tennessee transfer trying to play linebacker at Alabama named Henry To'oto. That will be the guy. And we'll find him. And then we'll just go at him and we'll make until you beg for mercy. That's what Georgia's offense is going to be with these tight ends because there are going to be guys on the field every play. And then, Clint, you've got these Oscar Delp, Brock Bowers guys, and we're not talking about wide receivers yet. But then you slide in Lad McConkey oh, no. and Dominic Lovett. And. By the way. <laughs> and Makai Muse and Jackson Meeks, Clint, and all these Jackson guys that just I'm still here. can absolutely run circles around you. And guess what? They're matchup nightmares as well. I don't care what any other university says. I really don't. I what about what about Tennessee though, Clint? <laughs> Do you care what they Do you care what they say? Because they won their bowl game. They, and had okay. 11 wins last year. Have you thought about that? Have I you ever thought have, about that? Have you ever I thought have. about that? We have the best. They printed a book. We have the best offensive weapons in the nation. <sighs> but what about Ohio State? They have Ryan Day, who's a savant. We have the best <laughs> offensive weapons in the nation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty exciting. It's, it's pretty it's, exciting time to be a Georgia fan, guys. Uh, we're going to come back to all this. Room. Oh, my gosh. It's 
wait, stop me if you've heard this before. It was the best in the nation last year. It's the best in the nation this year. And then, oh yeah, next year it'll be the best. Check in about the 2024 recruiting class. Let's check in and see how we're doing it. Oh no. Oh Oh, no, we're just fine. No, we're doing fine. Uh, This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks, 199, for hanging in there with us. Loyal third segment. We will see you all tomorrow. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.